You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast, where I invite you to come along with me as we shape our own reality together. My intention is to bring out the magic in you. Now let's get started. Run away from the humdrum. We'll go to a place that is safe from greed, anger, and boredom. We'll dance and sing till sundown and peace with abandon. We'll sleep when the morning comes and we'll rise by the sound of the birds. My name is Sloane Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about learning to live again. All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Create What You Speak podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you may notice something missing at the beginning of the show. Um, I've chosen this week not to pick songs. Um, I've picked songs for two and a half years now, and I decided to do something different today. Um, and that goes along with our topic this week of learning to live again. And usually when I'm prepping the show, I'll, I pretty much write everything out from my perspective and I put notes in there about the things that I want to talk about. And it, it, it's worked. It's been, it's, it's how I've done the show and I, um, it's worked for me, but today I'm not taking any note. I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm just going off the top of my head here with this topic because what happens to me a lot is I'll sit down to write and the things that I'm, that I've thought about as I'm moving through my day or, you know, washing the dishes or taking a shower, right? I have all these ideas for the show. And as I sit down to write, sometimes those thoughts disappear. They're gone when I try to write them. And then I'm like, I'm pissed at myself because I didn't write them down in that moment when I thought, th- thought about them. So I thought today, if I didn't have notes, maybe that those thoughts will come a little bit easier and because I have a lot to talk about with you this week. So, um, so anyway, this show is a little bit different this week. I, I don't know where this is going to go because like I said, I don't have any notes. So sit back, enjoy, and let's get started. All right. So I had this idea for this topic of learning to live again, because to me, that's what things feel like right now. Here we are at the end of August, going into September by the time this show runs. And we've all been through a lot over the past six months, right? We've all been through more than I think any of us ever thought we would or could bear or could even possibly deal with. But yet here we are. And it seems like, to me at least, all the things that I'm, I've been all the things right now that are available to me are not the same, right? Things like going to the grocery store and getting groceries, which would have been a simple act before. Now, today, um, is something I do not do because I, not because I'm scared of getting sick by any means. No, absolutely not. Um, for me, it's because I refuse to wear a mask and that's my stance on it. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I I don't really care what anybody else feels about it. It's up to each individual to choose their perspective on it. But what I do care about is when other people try to impose their views or their beliefs or their thoughts on me or anyone else and try to, you know, and the lecturing and the screaming and all of this that we see happening with other people. So that's my take on it. And if this irritates you or rubs you the wrong way that I've said this, um, please keep listening because that's not what today is about. Today isn't the, the mass dis- discussion. There's there's many other places you could get that, and that's not here today. But the reason I bring that example up of the grocery store is because that's something that I'm learning to navigate in a new way now because of my own personal choices not to go participate in that. In to me, that feels like I'm learning to live again. And so 
it's the same thing I think I, I feel about, you know, the things in the past that I used to do to soothe myself, for example, or that were my outlet are not available right now. So things like traveling, um, I'm again, not doing that because I don't want to wear a mask. And so I'm not going to get on the plane and I'm not going to go through the hassle of all of that. That's just my choice. Now I have driven places and I've done that and that's fine. I've talked about that. I went to Florida a couple of times uh, to a different part and that's fine. But, um, you know, things like dancing used to do social dancing. I talked about that on the show a lot, how I used to do that. And, um, you know, that's not happening right now. And so, and it's, I'm sure it's the same for you, right? We're all experiencing this at different levels about things that we used to do are not there or they're modified in such a way that in some instances, it's not even fun anymore. It's not even, doesn't feel like an outlet. It feels more like maybe a chore or maybe more of a, you know, it's maybe saddening or like disheartening to see the way things are being handled now. But this whole thing of learning to live again, it just just the way I've been experiencing these things got me thinking about learning to live again. And that's been on my mind for the past week. So along with that, as I've gone through these past six months, what I found myself asking more often than not is, is, you know, why is this happening? Right? Why, what's the, why, like, why is this, the way things are. Because if I look back at my previous conversation, you know, previous shows and thinking about we create our own reality and that's the, the basis of the show of, uh, you know, you create what you speak, right? We create our lives with our thoughts. And I still believe that. I still believe that the thoughts are the basis of our actions, our mood, our attitude, all of it, right? The thoughts are the cause or the at cause, not the cause, but it's the, it's where we, it, to me, it's almost like the central part of, of living because our thoughts shape how we live. But as I've been going through this, I, you know, I've been questioning a lot of things, like I'm sure you have. And I, I questioned a lot of things about the way I learned law of attraction and the way I participated in law of attraction in the past and the way I did things with law of attraction. And so I've, as I've been questioning those things, really in my mind. I'm not really having conversations about this with anybody because I'm not really having that many conversations these days with anyone else. But um, as I've been have, you know, thinking through those questions in my mind and thinking about it, there's been new things coming into my awareness, right? Like new teachings. And one of the, I guess, surprising things or one of the things that has like rocked my world with this is understanding this concept of active versus passive law of attraction. And this is something that I'm just learning, like just today, I'm getting even more of a handle on this. This is not like a fully developed thing that I can speak to you like at length about yet, but it's something that's evolving for me. And I wanted to bring it up today to you because this has been something that helped has helped me sort out some things in my mind, some of these questions I've been having. So let me explain this, what, what this means, my understanding. And again, this is, this is my understanding. So this concept of active versus passive law of attraction. So if you think about yin and yang, right? Like yin energy being that receiving energy, that more feminine energy, and then yang being that more active or ma masculine energy, um, 
where both men and women have both energies, right? Like it's typically thought of the, the female energy is that receiving and the male is, is more active, but women can be equally as active and men can also receive. So it's, it's that balance between the two. It's balancing the action versus the receiving. And so if we think about passive LOA, that, that to me is what's the mainstream teaching is about law of attraction. It's that get your mind right, you know, think positive, do your affirmations, and then sit back and wait and trust the universe. And I've taught this, right? I've talked about this. I've gave examples of this in my own life of how this has worked. And I'm not, this is not a question of one's bad, one's good. What I'm going to come full circle to at the end is how you use both of them. But this passive LOA, I would say, is what's more mainstream. It's what's being taught. It's probably how you know law of attraction. It's probably, you know, it's, it's what most, if you search law of attraction, you're going to read and find out about passive law of attraction. Okay, on the other side of that is what's called active law of attraction. So active law of attraction is where you take more, I guess it's more of like this using the energy that your feelings that you, that you feel like you're good at, you're feeling good or you're feeling sad or anxious, you know, the, the quote bad feelings using both of those energies, or I mean, using that, that energy, whatever it is, good or how you feel good or bad, using that energy and propelling that into what it is that you want. So I was introduced to this by um, this person who teaches what's called Active Path Law of Attraction. And he has a course where he walks you through this and an awesome Facebook group, actually. The Facebook group, they do a lot of the teaching. They do four meditations a week. Um, but he walks you through these five different um, techniques. He has two major techniques, which are called, um, one is called actualization. Uh, the other is emotional reversal. And then he also has what's called the social mirror exercise proper appreciation, and then this taking action. So he, he works you through five, these five core uh, principles or, or concepts or whatever you want to call. And what all of them are about in some way is you actively participating and being, being in that energy now, like not being in some far off place. And this is something I've struggled with, with that more passive law of attraction where I've envisioned whatever I wanted. Right. But it was always this far off place. It was always down the line. It was always in some random future. Right. And, and, and that led me to always feel like I was striving for something or reaching towards it or, you know, trying to grab it. But it was just out of reach because I never saw myself as now as having that now. And I'm going to link to the website in this at the in the show notes so you can go back and find that. But understanding that, like how to use that energy has been a game changer for me. And, and the other reason why I think is because what I found a lot in passive, more the passive law of attraction, what I struggled with was, you know, often it's taught not to feel bad. Like you shouldn't feel bad because if you feel bad, you'll get bad results. And I can remember feeling bad about things, but then trying not to feel bad because I was scared about feeling bad because I didn't get, I, I didn't want to get more of the bad. Right. And so there was like this element of suppression of those emotions and those feelings and not knowing what to do with those. And it, that didn't feel good either. Right. Because that left me confused. And I, I think I've even talked about on here before about, 
you know, beating myself up with the law of attraction, right? Because I'm not doing it right. So that means that, um, you know, there must be something wrong with me, which is like the core of everything that I came back to when I was struggling was, oh, I must be doing it wrong. There must be something wrong with me. And and that's not true, right? That, that's not true for any of us. There's nothing wrong with any of us. And, you know, a lot of this is left to our own interpretation, right? Like how we view it, what we, how we see it, how we feel about it at the time. And often I think when we have these things that we really want, right, that we're really, really reaching after, um, they feel big and we have a lot of emotion tied to it and we have a lot of energy around that. And sometimes that energy is really good because we're excited, but then other times that energy is, you know, we're sad or we're frustrated or we're angry or, you know, whatever. And I've always struggled with that because I didn't know what to do with that. And that suppression of that, it never felt good, obviously, right? It, it came up in other areas, but I felt like I must be that this must be the way to do it because no one else is talking about it in this way, right? No one else is talking about it. Everybody else seems to be going along with this. So there must be something wrong with me. And so as I've been learning this and going like really wrapping my head around this, um, this past week, um, I'm trying, you know, and I'm, I'm, I don't have this like perfectly verbalized yet. I'm, I'm still sorting through my thoughts on this, but I, I thought this was so interesting because it has totally blown my mind. Again, it goes back to this topic of learning to live again. But then also, I think it's another way, another like example of how we grow as people, right? Like we can change our minds. We can like I can have told you things a year ago and here I sit today and I'm telling you something different because I have new information or I've opened my mind up to something new or I've, you know, something else has clicked with me. Right. And so that I think that's another way we learn to live again, right? When we open ourselves up, up, we open ourselves up to different possibilities and different, um, we, we open our up to ourselves up to learning something new. And a lot of times, you know, I found myself with some of this stuff, like just closing myself off or I'm not willing to listen to it or I'm not, it can't be that way because I've learned it this way. So it has to be like this. Right. And we see that today with people, you know, this, this, what is it called? Like cognitive dissonance, right? Or is that what it's called? Cognitive dissonance, I think, where it's like people just simply can't believe things because they're too, for whatever reason, right? They're too bad. They're too, they seem too impossible. They seem, they don't want to believe it, right? For whatever reason. And so it's, it's kind of the same. I've been feeling kind of like that with this, like, how do I live now with this new information, right? Like this is totally, this isn't bad by any means, but how do I do this? And then how do I talk about this on the show? Because some of this seems to go against what I've said before. But as I thought about it more, you know, I don't think that's bad or wrong, or I don't think it's a fault in, in me or in what I talk about. I think it just goes to show the evolution we can have as humans. Like we can change our minds. We can open up to new things and we can learn new things and we can, talk about those things and we don't have to stay, you know, in the same mold forever just because we thought it or talked about it one time. So this whole, this whole active versus passive law of attraction thing. So the active side, again, being more of that yang energy and that, um, action oriented where passive is more the sitting back and receiving and both have their place, right? Both, I think I'm, I'm, still sorting this out, but to me, they feel like they both have their place. And on the active 
side of things. So I talked about this Active Path LOA course that I've been going through. And then also a, a book I read recently was called Super Accelerated Living by Bentino Massaro. I think that's how you say his name. I'll link to the show, to the book in the show notes. But this book was another one of those awakening things for me. I felt like it gave me a different perspective, but I didn't really understand it at the time that I was reading it, that it was this active and passive type of um, concepts. But in the book, he talks about like imprinting your desires on what you want, like only seeing what you want to see. And I did that. I tried that and it worked. <laughs> I had some results with that. I was not really sure what I was doing, but I did that. And then I, when I started the active, or I mean the, the active path LOA course, there were some similarities in there. He talks about one of the things he talks about is this social mirroring exercise. And again, I'll link to this so you can read all of this. And I encourage you to do so. I, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, because this stuff is not on mainstream searching. Like when I search this, when I search active law of attract, active law of attraction, I think I found two articles on it. And that was not on normal search engines. I used a private uncensored search engine called Jibberoo. And that was the only place I found this. Um, I did find one other potential book on Amazon, but the book was quote under review and wasn't for sale. So I didn't find there's, and again, that doesn't mean it's not out there. It just didn't come into my perspective when I was searching for it, um, this past week. So he, he talks about an active path, law of attraction, this social mirroring exercise. And what this is, is basically when you're out in the world and you're around people, like you perceive the people as thinking of you of already having what you want. So you're out driving your car and you pass somebody, you know, in another car and you think, and you, you, you imagine them saying like, oh, that's Sloan. She has this great relationship with this guy. You know, they're getting engaged, you know, whatever. Right. So you perceive other people telling you or thinking that you're have that you have what you want. And this, and, and it, there's a similar concept in the super accelerated living book. He doesn't call it social mirroring, but he, he calls it like, you know, it's basically imprinting your desires, like only seeing what you prefer. And it, so it, it, it was similar in the way that it, it's like, you're only, you're only envisioning, I don't, I'm having a hard time explaining this, I think, but it's, it's, it's only, it's, it's, choosing to see things as you want to see them, I guess. And in this social mirroring exercise, when I did this, what I found was that was almost one of the biggest hangups for me was I was so worried that everybody was seeing me in another way. Like everybody was seeing me as this person who was, you know, never going to get married or was always alone, right? That That's a trigger for me, always alone. Like that for whatever reason is a trigger. So it, that w but I didn't know it, right? I didn't really realize that was, that was just an auto automatic thing going on in my head. And so the social mirroring exercise helped me to see that. And so there's a lot more with that. And I'm not going to, you can read, I'll link to all of this in the show notes so you can read, read about it because I don't want to tell you each thing specifically word for word on this because I, I want you to be able to do your own like research on this and think about this yourself and what this means in your own life. But as I was going, as I was thinking about this and I was, it, it's been, again, it's to me, it feels like I'm learning to live again because I'm have this whole new perspective now on something that I thought that I knew. And this active versus passive law of attraction, I think, you know, like I said, there isn't one better than the other. It's not, this is good or that is bad. To me, 
I think knowing this is something that you can start to use in different ways where appropriate, right? So if you're wanting something more, something bigger to manifest, or you're wanting some, you you, want to do something with those emotions, right? Positive or negative emotions. I think the active law of attraction gives you that outlet. Whereas the passive side would tell you to stuff it down. They wouldn't say stuff it down, but they would tell you to focus on something else and pretend it doesn't bother you when it really does. And so the active path is more about that action. Now, on the other side of that, the passive side is more about the receiving. So the, the passive side is more about when you feel good, then act. But, you know, the, there isn't, it's not that action isn't encouraged, but it's, it's not as um, forceful, I guess. So there's not as much, like, drive behind it. And so to me, that sometimes feels like with different things that it, it just flops, like the, it doesn't work. Right. And and now I can kind of understand why, because there's two different energetic paths for how to manage that energy. So I think that passive side is more maybe about maybe not so much about the smaller things that you don't care about. But I think it's more about where you're at with things, like how you feel about it. Like if you feel if you're just wanting to test out the law of attraction, let's say, and you want to manifest, you know, ladybugs right you want to see oh universe let's play a game show me ladybugs okay and you kind of let it go then yeah okay you you would probably see it and that's fine and but if you're in a place where you've been using passive law of attraction to manifest a job or a relationship or you know money or whatever and you're finding it's not working for you that that's kind of where i was at with things the same techniques that I used to use. And and let me say, you know, I had a lot of success with these techniques using the passive law of attraction. But, you know, as we, again, as we change and as we grow and as we evolve and we learn new things, I think sometimes different techniques, you know, we can learn different things and different ways to approach it. So if, if you're finding that things aren't working so much for you using the passive path, maybe look at doing more of an active path, like using more of the energy towards those goals. And the book, Super Accelerated Living, as well as the course and in, in the corresponding videos that he has and all of that for Active Path, those to me are two great ways to really get introduced to using this more active energy in our manifesta- manifestations. So that's that's my thoughts this week on learning to live again and, and really to me, opening up to this new idea of active and passive law of attraction. And to me, both of them are have benefits. I plan to use both of them. I think both of them are, um, you know, I, I think being able to distinguish, like to me, it felt like before I really clarified this, that there was, it was randomly like floating around, like, right. Like sometimes there was some action. Sometimes there was not, when do I do which, like, I don't know, like, am I doing it too much or do I need to just throw my hands up and say, forget it. Right. And there was a lot of confusion for me around that. And I guess calling these two separate paths out helped me clarify some of that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about it today. So there's definitely going to be more to come on this. And I would highly, highly encourage you to look at this in your own life, research this, like read this, the suggested, um, authors that I talked about today, 
But really look at this and see what it means for you. See if there's something you can take from this as a new way to look at things and a new way to approach your, your life. And I think learning to live again, it doesn't have to be scary or, or bad or, you know, anything. It, it can be good. And, and that's how I'm, I'm choosing to look at this. So that is, that's it for this week. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. If you have thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. My email is sloanfremont at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please remember, subscribe, rate, and review, and I will talk to you next week.